0: going deep, folks, because December is for Dracula.
1: Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast.
0: Dracula kicking it in the 70s.
1: I actually really like this movie. Do you? This was, like, by far, far and away, the best one of the bunch, at least for me. Mm. I'm not going to argue with somebody if they say, you know, the horror Dracula is the best, but as far as my enjoyment, I think this one was the best.
0: Well, this is sandwiched uh. in between uh, a couple of the other sequels. Um, But, okay, lay it lay it out. Just give us a couple reasons off off the top. Off the cuff,
1: um, you know, well, first of all, just in terms of a movie, it, it moved faster. I mean, it mm-hmm. didn't, uh, it didn't lull as much. Um, I don't know, man. Just something I just didn't expect this to be kind of a, a swinging '60s or like, i um, excuse me, not '60s but '70s. No, you're right despair. though.
0: You're right though. I feel like in England they're like a decade behind the fashion because it seemed like. The 60s version of Dracula wasn't swinging 60s. It seems like swinging 60s, but in the 70s in London, right? It seems well, like well doing... London, I
1: mean, London kind of like said that you know, that there's there, they're still in that mod mode, you know, from like mm. the like it's the Austin Powers era, kind of still. Sure, I mean, yeah. you know, Fresh what Austin Powers suits was... and,
0: and sideburns, yeah.
1: Well, that and you know, like the style of the women, like the uh, main girl Jessica. You know, just has a very you know the hairstyle and the clothes and the uh, the eye, the particular eye makeup. Um, Not just, just any feels...
0: Jessica Jessica Van Helsing, no. Less. Van Helsing, oh. Yeah, the great great granddaughter or some crap of uh, the Van Helsing we saw in the first horror of Dracula when Hammer Films opened. So there's bloodlines. You know, keep it in the family. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> well, of course, it starts off like uh, in the era of the original movies. Yeah, it's like the 1890s and,
0: and like um. The other Van Helsing is, like, duking it out with Dracula on a stagecoach. It's probably their most brutal fight, and then they fall off and they both die. (laughs) Although
1: I will say it's pretty badass that uh, Van Helsing uh, staked him with a broken uh, wooden wheel or wagon wheel. Well, it
0: sure was an accident. I mean, like, technically, Dracula impelled himself, and then Van Helsing just pushed it in further, which is kind of funny because that's what happens later in the movie. Spoiler alert, in the modern-day fight... Dracula looks into a grave and sees that it's filled with stakes and then proceeds to fall into it. And then Van Helsing pushes him further onto it with a shovel. And it <laughs> protrudes through his back, which isn't his heart. You know what I noticed about this Dracula? He, he's like an immortal Dracula because... uh, I know we skipped over the other sequels because we were talking about like redeeming ourselves from the series because we were getting kind of like sequel whiplash if such a thing exists like whiplash from sequels because we were actually trying to watch them in chronological order for everyone out there and review them properly and do an actual binge watch of like let's watch all seven of these movies and 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 tell people about them but it was hurting it was some of them are rough
1: dude yeah like that's what surprised me um this one, like, I don't know, like, it's it's cheesy, but it, it hits, I don't know, man, it just hits the right notes for me. Like, I knew from the minute the screen, the music started and there was bongos or conga, I'm like, oh, we're definitely doing a 70s era thing here. Oh, yeah,
0: well, that's what's funny about the music is, like, uh, it definitely, that's what tells the drama in this movie. It's not, like, I will say that the personalities of the teenagers are, like, well-defined or the, the young party-goers or whatever that make up Jessica's group of friends. Mm. Um, you actually care a little bit more about them and they seem to be pretty dynamic compared to the other victims in the other movies. And then right. the music is like telling the story in such a way that's like ridiculous. Like uh at one point Van Helsing is trying to kill one of the vampires with a, um uh, I don't know, a makeup mirror, like a little mirror from like somebody's wardrobe. Oh right. And it and like you said, you're hitting you're hearing these drums like hit every time.
1: <laughs> it's yeah
0: uh okay so let's let's back up what we're talking about is dracula ad 1972
1: two a r or is it eighty nineteen seventy? 1970 yeah Dracula 1972
0: but i found out when they broadcasted on cbs they called it dracula today like when they started <clears throat> doing home video in the 80s like that's when uh. they they like took change the title well, i don't know why there's no logic behind it just hey it's dracula today I'm like all right uh um, okay in this movie, Johnny Alucard raises Count Dracula from the dead in London in 1972, and then the Count goes after the descendants of Van Helsing, which is like the great grandson and then his granddaughter. Uh, Dave mentioned her already, Jessica, who's completely clueless. Like, why didn't her grandfather teach her anything that he found in his grandfather's notebook? Like, why? It doesn't seem like the legacy is maintained. Although I will say, watching Van Helsing w- run through the streets of London in the 70s was m- much more thrilling than watching him run through the 1800s. And also. Right. I think he's the most van Helsing, like even though it's modern day he's the most van Helsing like like this is the Van Helsing he should have been, in like a few of the previous sequels, right, you know what I mean like but but then again, he's a little bit older, like maybe he had to age into it, you know, yeah, I can I mean, see he, that. by this time he's playing it for like a decade, maybe or longer. Oh, longer! Yeah, he's
1: been playing it for like fourteen years at What's this point. What's
0: cool about this movie though? It's based on like people that were really kicking it around in a cemetery, and there's like you can look it up. You can Google the story called the Highgate Vampire, and like there were two guys investigating supposed vampire activity at the Highgate Cemetery in the early seventies. And what is Johnny Alucard? It's just um, Dracula's name backwards, and that name will pop up in video games. It's a character in Castlevania who's Dracula's son. It's used in other Dracula stories, so that name kind of sits around in pop culture. I'm wondering if this movie created it. I'm not actually sure if it did or not, but it's kind of interesting. Um, the battle in this one is not really that dramatic, like there's another sequel um the movie like right before it Dracula gets hit with lightning and gets incinerated, so I would think. That's probably the most intense way for Dracula to have died in any of these movies. Um, That's in The Scars of Dracula, which is really just about... Some dude goes to Dracula's house to have a party, and Dracula doesn't want him there. And then his brother shows up after he gets killed and gets revenge on Dracula, kind of. Finally have a name for Dracula's assistant, though. Dracula's creepy assistant is called Clove. Um, Before that, Taste the Blood of Dracula, which is just three dudes... They accidentally bring Dracula back to life. And they're just like the three dudes in the previous sequel that we watched. So, whatever. (laughs) They they keep finding
1: ways to bring him back. Yeah, Yeah, they
0: keep bringing him back, and then they keep killing him off in these kind of like what seems to be at this point random ways. But anyway, back to Dracula AD 1972, because I felt like that was the first one that I saw was Dracula AD 1972 when I was a kid and I was like Dracula's just walking through the town like what's up and then I saw the Van Helsing character you kind of know who Van Helsing is if you know the Dracula story so familiar with that Johnny Alicante character is weird though because he's in the beginning of the movie he he's like
1: well that's because the the guy that's his descendant everybody this is like everybody's grand i mean
0: well I, I wanted to believe that it was also his descendant, but I think it's him. Because he took Dracula's ashes, then he took Dracula's ring, and I was like, did the ring keep him alive for like an extra hundred years? Because he was doing black magic the whole time. And, I thought... and then he makes references. He talks to Dracula like he was the one that collected the ashes and held onto the ring while he was gone. And then I'm like, so you set yourself up for your own demise. Like, you decided to keep Dracula's things Abuse Dracula's power and then bring Dracula back. What do you think Dracula's gonna end up doing to you? Make you See, and yeah, I, I
1: I took it as in it was like something that was passed down through the bloodline, or that like it was emphasized like his grandfather yeah, or his father. The
0: dialogue. So maybe they fucked up in the dialogue because they had a, he has a conversation with Dracula where he makes a connotation and he basically says like he was preparing for him to get there, and then he says something like he notices the ring goes back to Dracula's finger, kind of like automatically he just flies off or whatever but it seems like johnny set it up like he's acknowledging the fact that he's he's the same dude who was trying to rescue dracula in the beginning of the movie and then collected his ashes you know what i mean he's like chasing him on the horse behind the carriage right right acting as dracula's servant or whatever but then he's some he's some warlock dude right he's gonna resurrect dracula during a Spell. I love when he goes to the nightclub and tries to convince the other friends that, oh no, nah, we didn't murder one of our friends last night. Don't worry, it wasn't a real blood sacrifice. No problem. <laughs> yeah, this felt like this was one,
1: felt like one of the first movies that dealt with like um, the occult or like uh, rituals.
0: Yeah, it takes it to an, uh another level because previously you're just looking at like vampiric powers and mythology from the novel. And in this one you, you add the element of black magic, right?
1: Right. I have a I wonder if it had something to do too with um I don't know, uh in the air like Charles Manson type stuff like
0: because yeah. that
1: happened just a few years before this where they're like, "Oh, well this is just creepier bunch of kids trying to do satanic shit."
0: Yeah, the opening scenes in this are kind of weird where like they're a little group of hippies or whatever or Yeah. Club hipsters were like followed some band to a rich excuse me <clears throat> a rich teenager's house or something and then like they couldn't handle it because it was like um aristocratic londonites mm-hmm. and they were they couldn't handle the punk rock or whatever was going on and then there was like a suggestion that these these club hoppers were I don't know what do you want to call these guys whatever
1: they're basically the hippies of london at that yeah. time or
0: so they so they like uh they knew Exactly, how to time to leave the party when the police would show up, but then, like, the band is playing, and all of a sudden, the band goes from punk rock to hillbilly, like, between songs. Like, it's the same singer, but then he has a, suddenly a new outfit on, and he's gone honky-tonk for one song. You know what I mean? Huh. I don't know I if you noticed uh, that. <laughs> but, I, I didn't. Anyway, but did you notice the people having sex under the table? And oh, yeah. that one of the friends makes out with some random girl sitting on a couch, and then and then the party gets busted up. This is all in right. the opening. This is all in like the first I don't know seven minutes or something. Right. right. And then the, the movie lulls, just like the other ones. Like it still lulls during the re. It's like, kind of like what do you want to call it? like uh the research part of the movie, like. It, <laughs>
1: No, I mean it does, but yeah, I I dug this one more. I think I think as you said, like I actually cared about these characters more. They actually gave them a little more mm-hmm. um, to do because there was um they found other dramatic things to do in between. Um, yeah, well, you know, I mean with... they
0: look for their missing friend. A body gets discovered in the construction zone, which used to be the old cemetery and Dracula's old. I don't know, hang out, um, and now there's a nightclub there, right? Like everything's centered around the nightclub, which is kind of funny. Um. Then uh, oh, did you think it was obvious when the boyfriend showed up at her house and didn't walk inside, and then the nanny had to invite him in, and he had the, he had the the uh the neckerchief on his neck or whatever it is, the the right, right. around his neck, mm-hmm. like oh dude's a vampire here it comes, but I feel like that was kind of cheap because we just saw him walk in looking for the other guy, and we at that point didn't know that Johnny was a vampire as well. And then like then all of a sudden. If they're not, if the friends aren't eliminated, then they're vampires. Um, oh, oh, oh. And Jessica's character ended up being a dead fish, because like, for two thirds of the movie, it sets her up as a pretty strong character, but then hands it over to Van Helsing to show up and finish the job, when she could have done yeah, it the hero. But not. Yeah, really.
1: that's that's true. Um. You know his um. It's that guy's name Alcord again, or no, <laughs> hard... It's just Dracula. Alucard, yeah. No, I know, but like something in my brain can't. Um, I don't know, man. Like he, he, he felt more like Renfield, uh, like than some of the stand-ins of the last couple movies. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was funny. Uh, he's a pretty dynamic character, and like he's a good villain, an anti-hero at least
1: yeah he god he like he was just all over Dracula, like come on turn me turn i mean that was like the message like come on please please turn me turn me i'm gonna be immortal
0: (laughs) yeah i Um, don't like dracula by this point i'm kind of done with dracula
1: he he's barely in the movie and it's his movie like, I didn't time it or anything, but it felt like out of this hour and 35 minutes or so, it felt like he was only in it about 20? T- yeah. 10, yeah, maybe yeah. 10, 15?
0: Yeah, about 10, 15 minutes of total screen time. Yeah.
1: Like, not enough time to have a, even a presence. Like, I mean, <clears throat> like, he wasn't scary. Um, even though I, I'm saying this, even though this was my favorite of the ones, but it's just because it's kind of bonkers.
0: But they were the seems... chase chasing this movie, though. He chases after Van Helsing. Which is kind
1: That's true. Like, oh, well of course it. he was hard up to get jessica and he's like oh it must be her his daughter or his granddaughter
0: they didn't kill a redhead in this movie they killed a black girl instead which is that's too well uh, yeah <laughs> well
1: that's when that trend started
0: what oh the oh oh I mean, the minor killed in the horror movie first you think right. it started with this movie i'm what not it saying it start
1: just in this era that started mm-hmm.
0: She's just a teeny bopper, folks. She reminds me of, like, uh, Josie and the Pussycats, like Josie from Josie and the Pussycats, as far as I'm talking about a characterization. <laughs> um, but, I mean, gullible, I guess, gullible, and way too into the Johnny character. I mean, that's her downfall.
1: Um, yeah, Jessica, I mean, even though she's our protagonist, she's kind of dumb.
0: <laughs> oh, I was talking about the other girl, the one who got killed. I don't remember her name. Oh, oh, oh! The one who was waiting to win to Johnny and is like, is happy that Jessica's hanging out with the other dude. Um, yeah, I guess I could have written out the characters' names. Didn't do that much research, but because uh, <laughs> I know they're all they're all cannon fodder. They're all, you know what I mean? Like, right? Can't watch it for them. This is I mean, the movie that breaks the pattern of killing the redhead though and turn it into a vampire bride. But as you said, we have Jessica. You know, so, um. I noticed she was wearing regular clothes in the movie, but the time she gets the Vampiric Bride, like, she's got a bustier a on. Right. And
1: they're, gonna, yeah. and they're
0: lighting her differently, like, oh, okay, what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of obvious now. <laughs> oh, man.
1: But, yeah, I, I, I really, this one, even though it didn't have the most Dracula, this was the most fun. At least for me
0: yeah you know why it's kind of zany, but it's an upbeat attitude, and maybe they couldn't afford more film, so they had they like really tightened up even their long shots. you know what I mean like right they really they really got into the story, it starts right away, and it just keeps going. None of these movies are very long and they and they don't feel well couple of the previous sequels um Dracula's risen from the grave or whatever mm. that droned that definitely dragged that had a lot oh, of drag. Yeah. so but this one it keeps your interest for most of the movie i don't really buy that that water coming out of a shower is the same thing as running water oh
1: yeah yeah cuz i mean
0: that's a it was a weak way for the johnny character to go out it would have been better if, like Van Helsing had to duke it out with Johnny and Dracula. Because Johnny basically stumbles around, he gets hit by the, the reflection from the mirror, and then he falls in his own shower, and it gets turned on, and then he's like, oh shit, I've been running water. <sighs> Fucking let me out. <laughs> like... <sighs> and Van Helsing just kind of looks at him, eh, nah, maybe not. What's weird is like how the cops are so cooperative with Van Helsing in this movie. That's what, I thought there'd be something different, like the Scotland Yard wouldn't help him. Um, They're a bigger element in the following sequel. The one that comes after is uh, Satanic Rites of Dracula, and that's the last appearance by Christopher Lee as Dracula. Hmm. Oh, that's in 73, but then, like I said, he's going to do a French comedy. I mentioned it on the last Dracula episode we did, but he goes on and does a French movie. It's the same character, the same Dracula. It's supposed to be the Hammer Dracula. Uh, a French comedy called Dracula and Son that comes out in 76. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then Satanic Rites is just literally 1970s London, Scotland Yard. I think they've uncovered a case of vampirism. So they call they call Van Helsing back in. And then it becomes apparent that the culprit is Count Dracula, which doesn't make any fucking sense. He's disguised as a property developer plotting to unleash a fatal virus on the world. How the fuck is that possible when he's he's dusted again? It literally makes no sense. Like, and then he's pretending to be a real estate developer? Does that make any fucking sense? None. No. I what's to, like, I don't even understand how they even get to... That's like, they're sitting... Like, do you think of the production offices, like the bullpens back in the day where they're just throwing darts at the board? Like, mm. literally throwing darts at story elements on the wall and, and and then picking the ones that they hit, you know, and like, and splicing those together. Um, and then they get to the legend of the seven golden vampires which is comes out in 74 dracula he's gonna go to a chinese village and he's gonna support some hopping vampires that are over there but guess what professor van helsing is on a lecture tour and he's gonna fuck up dracula in china as well (laughs) like um but again we wanted to talk about that movie because um it's more of a martial arts movie but it establishes there is a Chinese legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, and there's a whole series of hopping vampire movies in China, and like their vampires have different powers and, and come from a different backstory. And some of those movies are great. I think you mentioned one. Um, Mr.
1: Uh, Mr. Vampire?
0: Yeah, the Mr. Vampire series. So those are worth watching, folks. If you're going to go into this series, I think... You should see how it begins, I guess, right? I mean, they should see how they set up the Christopher Lee Dracula and the uh, Peter Cushing Van Helsing, right? I
1: mean... Yeah, I mean, the horrors of Dracula, the first one. I mean, it's it's worth watching just to see uh, where it all started, or you know, to see like one of the first color horror movies. Um, but I think you can skip some of the sequels. I, I say honestly, I say jump right to Dracula, nineteen seventy two A.D. Hmm. But
0: yeah, that would be kind of cool. I would say if you got to do three of them, like, I mean, if I, I mean, if I could, if I would plan it again, I would go Forza Dracula, Dracula eighty nineteen seventy two, and then The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, and that's a hell of a night. You know, get a sixer of of Pabst Blue Ribbon, get your boys together, <laughs> get some pizza. That's a hell of a night. You know what I'm saying? Like that could be a really fun binge watching evening. Is to put those three films together. And what have you, you know?
1: Right. And, and there's parts your... of Brides of Dracula I liked.
0: Oh, yeah. It's interesting, but it doesn't have anything to do with Dracula. <laughs>
1: right. There... Well, it has Van Helsing. Yeah. But.
0: And I still can't figure out if they don't like each other. You know what I mean? If like, Dracula and Van Helsing don't like each other? The actors, or the actors? The actors. Cause
1: oh, that I could can... Huh. I don't know. I haven't heard anything as if any of them had a problem with the other.
0: I just noticed their stories are not they are not in a lot of scenes together, and they show up in different sequels opposite of each other. You know what I mean? One pops up in one, the other one doesn't, and the other one does, vice versa. Yeah, I don't know. Of course, they're shooting a bunch of other Hammer horror films at the same time, a litany of them, and both of them are in these other horror films at the same time, so maybe there's a conflict of like scheduling or something. Who knows? Maybe. Well, I wonder if they were shooting a couple of them at the same time. Like, okay, today you're Van Helsing, Tomorrow, you're a professor or somebody, you know? It's I wouldn't Thomas doubt film, it. You know? Something like that.
1: I wouldn't even doubt that.
0: Yeah. It's clear that Christopher Lee is dialing it in. I mean, like, re- reflecting on his career, I think he embraces the fact that he was Dracula in all these movies um, and is okay with it. Cushing, in the first couple of sequels, Cushing gives you, like, a hell of a, you know... Soliloquy performance, like he's definitely dedicated and super into it. Mm. And then later on, I just, I just, maybe I just like the older, grizzled version of Van Helsing. Like, I, maybe in my mind, Van Helsing should just be older. And so when the actor gets to that point where he's played him and has the experience of playing him for a while, I like him better. I don't know. Is that just like physical traits, maybe? He, he's, mm. he's like not as dynamic. He can't run as fast. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Does that make the. But even Dracula's a little bit geriatric, too though, but towards the end of this series, right so I don't know what your, you got need to add to that or uh
1: well, I mean like i said i I don't know i overall, I was expecting to like these movies a little more, but I'm glad I watched them yeah. um you know you don't, yeah, I don't know, it's also a piece of horror history, i mean horror film history, so i it's always worth a watch for that just to see where we get certain tropes or things.
0: Alright. Now let's talk about modern Dracula or Dracula in another film, like who would be your go to Dracula, or is there just a vampire film that sticks out for you?
1: God, vampire films. Uh putting me on the spot. Sorry. Um You know, um since you put me on the spot, I think the one that uh, jumps to my mind is um it's it's a, a george romero movie actually and it's called a uh, martin oh
0: interesting, interesting
1: um choice. and i'm gonna put a vampire movie in quotation or question mark because that's kind of the uh the big thing about that movie is that you got this kid who believes he's a vampire but you know is he really is he not because like he'll uh it has a lot to say about mental illness i think um it's been a while since i've seen it but like you don't this kid claims to be a vampire but he does things like uh Cuts people, you know, his victims, he cuts them with a razor blade to drink their blood. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, cause, um, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting movie and it has one of the most out there, uh, I won't say out there, but like the ending just shakes you and you're just like, and then you get the stew in it. Like, you know, one of those movie endings where something happens, you go, what the fuck? And then kind of credits roll or it's just like before you know what happened, the wind's knocked out of you and the movie's over.
0: Right. Uh, uh yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, I've only seen Martin, I think, once, but yeah, that's definitely something to pop in and take a look at or download, what have you. Uh, I would say, if you're looking for a psychedelic vampire movie, go watch The Hunger with Susan Sarandon and um, and David Bowie.
1: I've never seen that. I've always uh, been meaning to.
0: Oh, it's good. It's damn good.
1: Because that was like Tony Scott's first movie, wasn't it?
0: Uh, thereabouts. I'm not exactly sure where it falls, Um, but yeah, uh, people should go watch The Hunger if they're looking for something that's like akin to the, as you said, shagadelic nature of Dracula A.D. 1972. Right. The Hunger is technically a drama, though, but it does some pretty um, tripped out shit.
1: Right. Uh, I, I have to, I know it's one I've been meaning to check out.
0: David Bowie melts in that movie. People should definitely watch that. Dude melts. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you for sticking out December's for Dracula and binge-watching all the Hammer horror films with us. Uh, if you have any suggestions for things you want us to binge-watch, drop us an email, get to the Facebook group. That's where Dave hangs out. He'll see your messages if you happen to message him. <laughs> um, we have a website now, bwpodcast.com, or you can Google the entire name, if you're so inclined, for Binge Watchers Podcast. We're on every podcast platform, everywhere. And we're not the new kids on the block, we've been around a little while, but hopefully you're enjoying some of the new episodes we're putting together, and what a ride roller coaster Season 8's been so far. It's a holiday season, but we decided to change it up and, and talk about some Dracula movies. next
1: uh, year sure you should put a Dracula on top of your tree instead of a angel or star.
0: Oh yeah, I'll have to take down the Krampus. Huh, you know what you're going to do? You're going to find out where else you can find Binge Watchers on the internet. It's a vast wasteland, but you know what? Let's point you in the right direction. You can go to Facebook, at Binge Watchers. You can find our page there, pretty awesome, cool stuff. Little video posts, some funny things there. Also, episodes! Yeah, yeah! Um, You can also check us out, Twitter, binge underscore watchers. And you can find my personal Instagram, at RealJohnTMA, on Instagram, of course. All right, have a good night, folks. We'll see you next time.